Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I appreciate all of you who spent 14 hours with us so far. We've had a loaded Friday show, finishing off the final hour of the program. Uh, sporting news last night. What did we learn? Well, we learned that the Miami Dolphins maybe aren't as bad as we anticipated, and the Jacksonville Jaguars maybe aren't as good as we thought. Maybe Minshew Mania is not actually going to take over Duval County, and also maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to hold off to Tagovailoa a lot longer than we thought. I loved Ryan Fitzpatrick's post-game interview in the Hawaiian shirt, uh, unbuttoned basically to his navel. He said, uh, and I quote, I believe if I jotted it down correctly last night while I was watching, uh, ladies, unfortunately, I'm single. And then he told his wife that, he needed, that she needed to make sure she got all the kids to bed because it was late. He had chest hair. Like, uh, just ridiculous. I think he had some linen pants on. He was dressed Miami-style 1985 uh, version, and uh, he played like an old-school Miami Dolphin winning football quarterback by the name of Dan Marino, except with a little bit more more mobility than Dan Marino ever had. And uh, it did seem like his teammates love him. He's about to turn 38. He's played for what feels like almost every NFL team. And it has been a fun ride at times. Fitzmagic has been a lot to see. The beard outperformed the mustache. Gardner Minshew didn't look very good, honestly. And uh, I expected for this Jacksonville Jaguar offense to look more impressive than it did. Instead, they were never really able to string things together. They left us dub uh, on the uh, on the island of football losses there. Uh, they couldn't get to the over, even though there were a lot of points scored early. Late interception by Gardner Minshew and also... Uh, we had a uh, 
uh, a really wrong bet there on Jacksonville being able to handle things. But positive is there are a lot of games coming up where we can earn everything back. So that is uh, what we learned on Thursday Night Football, I would say, in general. What about the Lakers? Uh, For those of you waking up on the West Coast, the Lakers handled the Denver Nuggets down the stretch, held them off, found a way to get a win, and they are now up 3-1, which uh, you could say is exactly where the Denver Nuggets want you because they've come back from back-to-back 3-1 deficits. I think it's fair to say it would be stunning beyond belief if the Lakers were to lose three in a row. It looks like we're cruising towards a Lakers heat series that probably no one is going to watch. Uh, We are going to talk with Joel Klatt here in a little bit. By the way, we're going out to Oklahoma, where he is set to call the Kansas State-Oklahoma game the debut of Spencer Rattler. But as we just finished off Hour 2, you may have heard us playing clips from inside the NBA. Charles Barkley talking about Breonna Taylor and also talking about the idea of defunding the police. And in general, I think that sports figures do not do a great job when it comes to discussing complex issues in the world of life. But Charles Barkley has a unique ability to cut through the noise and oftentimes make sense of complex stories, and I thought he did a really good job there. Now, what I also believe is that ESPN, in particular, has been a disaster as it pertains to covering anything other than sports for the past year or so and really the past several years. They have been what I call MSESPN. And this is pretty crazy. I don't know how many of you paid attention to this yesterday, but Mark Jones is an ESPN announcer. He is going to do, supposedly, the Cincinnati game this weekend. Cincinnati is hosting Army. In the space of a couple of days, Mark Jones on Twitter has said as follows. Okay, I want you to think about this. First of all, he uh, celebrated... Nick Bosa tearing his ACL by favoriting and liking tweets that said, Nick Bosa, you deserved it because you're a Donald Trump supporter. Now you won't be able to stand for the national anthem. ESPN commentator Mark Jones favoriting and liking those. Worse than that, in my opinion, he retweeted someone saying that the President of the United States is a white supremacist and a terrorist. And also, this is what made me aware of what an idiot he was. He's been calling games for ESPN for over 20 years. He said now he will no longer use a police escort when he calls a college football game because he's afraid the policeman might shoot him because he's black. A grown man put that on Twitter. Now, so far as I know, no one has ever been murdered by a police officer as they prepare to call a sporting event in a press box. Certainly it could happen. Anything could happen under the sun. But this is so laughably ridiculous that if I were ESPN, I'd be like, this guy is too dumb to be employed by us anymore. I'm just going to be honest with you. I run a media company. If one of my employees had done all three of those things basically in the space of 24 hours, I would fire that employee for being too dumb to work with us. I would. I bet when Jason Whitlock and I sat down and we went over that employee's behavior, I'm a First Amendment guy, but I'm not a dumb guy, right? There's a difference between being pro-First Amendment. You don't have to be pro-stupidity. 
if I'm ESPN, I'm looking at that and I'm like, this dude is too dumb to represent us, especially on a live television broadcast. There's no idea what he might say. And maybe he's not psychologically stable right now. I don't know. You look at this guy's Twitter feed, it is tough to figure out what in the world he's thinking if he's not in some way losing his mind over fear. I mean, it's crazy. Absolute insanity. And this is part of the larger issue. Jason Whitlock's got a great column up this morning. I would encourage you to go read it at OutKick. Basically saying that Wednesday, the day the Breonna Taylor decision came down, was the worst day of television in the history of ESPN's 40-year existence. And it was because they had a ton of people all day long on television getting facts wrong, not understanding the most basic elements of the Breonna Taylor case, not understanding what a grand jury was, not understanding who made the decision of whether or not particular charges were going to be brought, not understanding the basic facts of the case. I mean, all day long on ESPN, their commentators got basic facts wrong over and over and over again. And that's why I'd encourage you to go read OutKick. You can see what Charles Barkley had to say. I don't think it's necessarily smart for sporting uh, sports shows to dive into major societal issues because, again, those are sophisticated and complex topics that require a lot of expertise, I think, to talk about well. Legal-related issues require usually lawyers to talk about them intelligently, and most people on ESPN who are talking about sports are not lawyers. That's why I always say on this show, I'll put my lawyer hat on, but I thought that Wednesday, and you should go read Jason Whitlock's column at outkick.com, was the single worst day for ESPN in the history of the network, which is saying something. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Welcome back in, Geico Outkick Studios. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Frankly, I think it's hard not to be having a fantastic Friday with college football and the SEC back officially. Mountain West has announced they're back. Pac-12 has announced they're back. Expectations that the MAC will be back uh, later today uh, to officially return, which means every FBS conference is going to be playing. Only a couple of schools now, I think at this point, that play FBS football would not be playing Joel Klatt, I think, is going to actually have a game that they get to call. You haven't been sent home from Oklahoma yet, right? <laughs> I have not, although I just got here. Um, yeah. Although I have, been texting, I have been texting with people inside of each program. And it just to make sure. At, it does look yeah, good. Right now. And, and this is the big hurdle is the PCR test on Wednesday that it gets the re- results back on Thursday night. And that's really yeah. kind of a – it's not the final go, no go, but it really is close. And so yeah. – I think that uh, based on the, the position groups that were a problem for Kansas State and the fact that they should be all right, I think that we're, we're going to be good to go for Saturday. So as, as all this is starting to happen, you and I, I'll just, you know, I, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit on the radio, but we haven't made any bones about the fact that you and I have been fighting hard for college football to be played. In the first hour of the program today, we had Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, on. Um and he was talking about what it would feel like to finally see all of the SEC schools, knock on wood, hopefully, be able to officially play. And, I mean, just as a big college football fan, for the SEC to be back, like I just said, is that intro point for the Pac-12, which you have called a lot of Pac-12 games over the years. Mountain West going to be back. Big Ten's going to be back. Uh, how just excited are you about the fact that 
while it seemed, and we battled all throughout the summer, and you and I started having conversations back in April and May about, you know, hey, we got to make sure that college football happens. What are you hearing? All these different uh, ups and downs, the roller coaster that was what everybody went through. But for college football to now be in a position where at least some games are going to be played by pretty much every team, it's pretty remarkable, right? I mean, I just, I am so yeah. excited for tomorrow when the SEC officially comes back. Uh, because 14 teams theoretically playing then, it just feels like then there's three major conferences going. I can sit down on my couch, I can turn on the television, and there'll basically be games all day long. Yeah, I mean, you, you would make it a selfish thing and, and think about you you on the couch, but that's, yeah. just, that's just your MO. So that's fine, though. Like, yes. I, <laughs> I will tell you, though, this, and, and, and you're right, we had conversations all the way back dating to you know March and April, um, and may but and clay i told you this all the way back then is that my primary concern was for the well-being psychologically of the players yeah you know and 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 i just thought that we were falling victim to single factor analysis we had this conversation several times and and i i felt like that single factor analysis took us down a rabbit hole to where we forgot about the unintended consequences of taking something as influential as college football away from the players, right? You know, this, this is their life, right? Like this is their livelihood. This is the reason why they have the opportunity at a higher education. This is the, their avenue to potentially go to the NFL and make a living out of this skill that they have yet to monetize uh, yet in their, in their life. And when you take that away from somebody, I was just kept putting myself in that position and, and, I would have really struggled, you know, and, and I know that there's been some depression. I know that there's been, some mental health hurdles and, and, you know, I, I think. I just, and just the discipline I of kids knowing, the, like, well, you, staying that, eligible. Like, and, eligibility, uh, drug addiction, you know, you go down the list and, and I always would bring that up to you in my conversations yep. with Greg Stanky. I would bring it up to him. And so when I see the teams getting ready to play, yes, Clay, of course, I'm so excited to see them compete and watch football and have that level of normalcy. But even more so, I'm so excited for them that they get, they get to go out there and enjoy the fruits of all of that labor and the discipline to get themselves to this point. Remember when, when you watch football this, this uh, Saturday, every player that walks out onto a football field has opted into the season. They are choosing to be out there to compete. And I think that's an important note uh, for everybody, uh, in particular those that want to, you know, huff and puff about whether this is amateurism or so on. These kids chose to be out there. They want to compete, and, and we should celebrate that. You're in Oklahoma for another Oklahoma quarterback, and I know Spencer Rattler has played already, but for many people, this game against Kansas State is going to kind of be a national introduction for him. How would you compare him to Baker, to Kyler, and to uh, and, and to all the talent that has rolled through Oklahoma in recent history? I mean, it's really kind of wild to think about what already has happened there in terms of the quarterback position. How does he compare to Baker Mayfield and to Kyler Murray? Well, I'll just think of it. Since, since Lincoln Riley got to Oklahoma, first as a coordinator and now as a head coach, Every single year, his quarterback has been in the top four of the Heisman Trophy voting. That, I mean, that gives you a sense yeah. of, of the level of play, you know, that this university has been enjoyed. And and listen, Spencer's a little bit different than all of those guys. Um, 
but he's also very talented in his own right. And and I think that in particular, because I thought Jalen was the most different from Baker and Kyler, right? He yeah. probably didn't have the downfield passing acumen as, as the other two. Not that that was a bad thing. He was still a second-round draft pick in the National Football League, which is nothing to, uh, to, to scoff at. I will tell you this, though, and, and I've – Clay, I, I'm trying not to be one of those guys that are just like, he's amazing, oh, and be hyperbolic about it. But when I watch Spencer and what I, I've seen him in practice, and now I've seen him in a game on tape, and I, I haven't seen an arm quite like his since I saw Patrick Mahomes early in his career at Texas Tech. And, and I know that that might raise everybody's eyebrows, but I'm telling you, he made a couple of throws, and I'll beat against Missouri State, that were just another level than what you normally see in college football or really even in the NFL to give you some level of, of understanding of what I'm talking about. Last year, Patrick Mahomes, the longest pass he completed in the air was 53 yards. It was the touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl. And it was an incredible throw, and everyone just like gushed over the arm talent and athleticism that, that Mahomes has, and rightly so. Last week, again, albeit against Missouri State, but off of his back foot, he reads the safety down, speaking of Spencer Rattler, and off his back foot just kind of flips the ball, and it looks like a nondescript throw. It went 52 yards in the air, caught by Mims, a true freshman, for a touchdown. And, and I rewound it about 10 times, and I'm like, I kept counting. I was like, that didn't go 52 yards in the air. I kept counting and kept counting. I'm like, that's as, as impressive a throw as I've seen a college football quarterback make in a long time just from a pure arm talent perspective. Now, that doesn't mean that he's the greatest quarterback since sliced bread because there's so much that goes into the position. But from a pure talent perspective of the way that this kid spins the football, it's, it's as good as I've seen since I, I saw Mahomes early in his career in Lubbock playing for Cliff Kingsbury. We talked about that some of the challenges that the Big 12 has had, and you're there for the Oklahoma-Kansas State game. And the point, larger context, would probably be that Texas and Oklahoma are still looking pretty good. Uh, Oklahoma gets their debut, and then we have Texas going on the road against Texas Tech. Is there any doubt to you that it's Oklahoma and Texas and then a drop-off? Because that Oklahoma State performance against Tulsa didn't look very good. Or do you think that was a little bit of an aberration and Oklahoma State is still on the same level potentially as the other two? No, I thought it was bothersome. In particular with, with you know Chuba Hubbard not going off, I thought that their offensive line didn't play well. Now their quarterback is dealing with an injury. Are, is it going to be the Juco transfer? Is it going to be the true freshman, Illingsworth? You know, like, They've got some major questions now. And remember, this is not a long season. So these things have to get answered right away. Depth is an issue, um, not just because of injury, but also because of COVID. So I'm a bit worried for, for Oklahoma State, which, which to me makes this more of a two-team race in the Big 12. And you're right about Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma's the five-time defending champ. They're still really good, although a bit younger than they have been in the past. And Texas has their most veteran crew that they've had in a long time, certainly under Tom Herman. They got a veteran quarterback in Ellinger, some really quality transfer wide receivers like Tariq Black from Michigan. I think Texas has a great shot this year. I know everyone says, like, stop telling me Texas is back. And I'm not saying Texas is back. I'm just telling you, <laughs> Texas is <laughs> Texas is a really good Texas team has been back and since you and I were doing a, uh, doing a television show uh, together in the mornings to compete with game day. Yeah, years and years ago. That Seven years ago now, I think now. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, really. That, that, yeah, I think it was seven. Yeah, I think we debuted in thirteen, so six years, whatever the matter. I think it's seven years uh, that we did that show uh, a very long time ago. Now, uh, SEC is kicking off, and we talked, like I said, with the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey in the first hour uh, of the program. I fourteen different teams taking the field. Alabama is the prohibitive favorite. Georgia still not really sure what they're going to do at quarterback because they're still waiting to see exactly what's going to happen there. Uh, what do you think about Alabama? Are they head and shoulders in your mind above the rest of the conference? How would you break down the SEC race? Yeah, I, I'm so excited to watch the SEC, and 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 the reason is is because none of these teams have played schedules like they're about to play. I think that the league's a little deeper than it has been in the last couple of years because of the emergence of teams like Kentucky, the emergence of, I think, an A&M team, um, Tennessee, you know, which I know makes you happy. I think that they're going to have a pretty good team. Uh, So it's a a deep team, uh, excuse me, a deep league to give you a, a sense of how difficult it is. And I'm sure you've talked about this, but Georgia is going to play at least right now what it looks like to be five ranked teams in a six week stretch. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's absolutely insane. Florida has five ranked teams. Uh, Alabama's schedule is going to be much more difficult than they've ever faced before. Um, I think again, Arkansas, Joel, has – I'll cut you off for Alabama for a minute because uh, poor Arkansas fans. I think they have the toughest schedule in the history of college football. They may legitimately go 0-10, and the teams that they are playing blows your mind. But I cut you off for the Alabama answer, but it's like I look at Arkansas and I'm like – this is one of the most difficult things I've ever seen. Yeah, the only difference is, is nobody cares about Arkansas. <laughs> we're I, huge, right, by the like, way, in Ar- I, We're huge in Arkansas. We're on like 16 markets in Arkansas. Thank you for everybody just turning the radio off. No, they didn't turn it off. They nodded along, and they were like, you know what? You're right, because 0-10 <laughs> means that no one's going to care about Arkansas. But, yes, obviously Arkansas is going to have a difficult schedule. That's like saying Rutgers has a difficult schedule in the Big Ten East. It's like, well, clearly they're the worst team in a good division, right? <laughs> so Right, yeah. but even for the draw, listen listen to this, Joel. I don't even know that people have realized what uh, what Arkansas has on. Uh, listen to this. They play number four Georgia, and I know the AP poll may get adjusted, right, when all the Ohio State and the Pac-12s and everybody else comes back in. But right now, they play number four Georgia, number eight Auburn, number 10 Texas A&M, number 16 Tennessee, number five Florida, number six LSU, and they finished the season – against number two Alabama on the road, which just feels like cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, that is unbelievable. Well, the, fact, the fact that they get crossover Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida is just like, that's just, that's a nail in the coffin, right? <laughs> it and, really and is. It, it speaks to the point of the SEC, and this is what Greg Sankey does a great job. I know he was on earlier uh, on on the show, and this is what yeah. I've come to really respect about him is, and he told me I had a lot of conversations with him over this this offseason. And he said, you know, one of the things that he's gotten really comfortable with is just not apologizing for who they are in the SEC. And, and the bottom line is, is that they tend to try to schedule for championships, not for money. The other leagues have gone for money and they've gone for the ninth conference game in, in a normal year for the, for the almighty dollar for their television contract. And the SEC hasn't gone for that. They've gone for the dominance of, of being ready for championship season. Um, and, and to some degree, even though they went to the 10 game, 10 game season this year, they still have that element in there because they were only given the gauntlet to places like Arkansas, not that other teams didn't get difficult schedule as well. Back to Alabama just really quickly, because I think this is an interesting note. 
Did you know that the, the most consecutive weeks Alabama has ever played Power 5 opponents under Nick Saban is five? And it's only happened a couple of different years since 2010. One of them was 2012. The fifth game in that five-game stretch was Johnny Menzel and Texas A&M beating them in Tuscaloosa. Yep. The last two seasons, the most consecutive weeks that they have ever played, the last two seasons, most consecutive weeks, Power 5 opponents, is three. They start the year with six straight. That's something wow. that they've never navigated through under Nick Saban. So I, I can't wait to see how they just handle it from a week-in, week-out perspective of having to play tough opponents. Everyone used to, and you definitely did, did this in the Big Ten. You would just hammer Ohio State for those losses to play at places like Iowa or places like Purdue. The difference is, is that those were always right after a game like Michigan State when they were really good or right after hosting Penn State and playing double overtime. And then you have to go right back out onto the road. And that's something that the SEC has been able to avoid um, by having, you know, Citadel in, in November or Wofford or whatever it is. And that's because they schedule for championships. Again, I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that that's one of the reasons why I can't wait for this schedule. Is that it's going to be so different for those teams to go through the weekend, week-out gauntlet on consecutive weeks. Joel, we will be watching. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. I know the players, the coaches, the fans, the parents, everybody is ecstatic for college football to officially be back and rolling. We'll be watching in Norman as you guys roll out with Kansas State, Oklahoma. And have you gotten, I'm actually curious, have they given you any of the games yet that you're going to have in the Big Ten? I know it's not public, but have you looked at it and been like, oh boy, we're set for some awesome games? Um, I think there's some that pub- that are public. We're going to kick off the Big Ten season with the Nebraska Ohio State game in the shoe. So Gus and I will be there for that. That's one. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I believe Thanksgiving we're going to have Penn State at Michigan, and then of course Michigan Ohio State. I think those are the only ones that I I know for sure. That's not bad. That's a lot to look forward to, my man. Um, and uh, I can't wait for him at all. Thanks for getting up early with us, and uh, we'll be watching on yes, Saturday. Sir. That's right, Joel Clatt at. At Joel Klatt, go follow him on Twitter. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Yesterday, I gave you my college football gambling picks. What we're doing during the football season is on Thursdays, I give you my college football gambling picks. On Friday, I give you the OutKick six-pack. And I'm going to bring in Dub, who is the biggest other gambler on the show, and I'll have him assess whether or not he likes these picks as we roll into the weekend. Um, And last week, we went 5-1 and with these picks. Fingers crossed that the momentum is going to continue and we are going to continue to dominate. Uh, But let's go ahead and get a riding here. This is the OutKick six-pack. I want to remind you, if you want to gamble these uh, picks, you can go to FanDuel.com slash Clay. That's FanDuel.com slash Clay and get $1,000 free to gamble with for all new users. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Okay. Here we go with the gambling picks. Dub, I'm going to start off with Green Bay against New Orleans. I love the over 52 here. Now, 
I'm not sold on this Packer defense in general. They've had the ball uh, be able to be moved against them. So far, Green Bay has scored over 40 in their first two games. I love what I'm seeing from Aaron Rodgers. I don't think the Saints can rely on winning a low-scoring game. I think there are going to be points have to be scored here. I am on the over 52 in this one. How would you assess that? Maybe I'll go through all my picks, and then you can break down and give me your favorites and tell me what you think of my picks, all right? So pick number one, again, Green Bay, New Orleans, the over 52. The next one I'm going to go to is uh, maybe a bit of a surprise. I like the Raiders on the road against the Patriots. And what I would like you to do is wait a little bit on this one or buy it up to a full seven. Right now it's plus six and a half. And I also like the over in this game, 47 and a half. I like what I am seeing from the uh, Patriot offense. I think the Raider offense is way ahead of where their defense is right now. 47 and a half seems too low. I think it's going to take 30 from one of the teams to win this one. I think the Patriots will win, but I'm thinking the final score will be something like 31 to 28, which would get us way over the number in this one, which is down around 47 and a half. Again, I like the Raiders plus the points and the over. Uh, I also like the Bucks going on the road against Denver. Now, I know Tom Brady historically has not played well in Denver. In fact, he's only 4-7 and seven all time in Mile High Stadium. But I think you have to consider the quality of the teams that he's ordinarily playing against in those scenarios is pretty substantial. And what do I mean by the quality of those teams that he's playing against? I mean he's going against Peyton Manning. He's going against really talented defenses. And while I think the Broncos are not awful, there's a big difference between Peyton Manning and Jeff Driscoll. I believe the Bucs, though they're starting to round into shape a little bit more. Brady has thrown an interception the first two games that he's played. But I think if you go back and watch that game that he had against the Panthers, couple of drops that kept his numbers from being extraordinary. I think the Bucs are going to get a little bit better every week. I love them to go on the road and win by a touchdown or more against the Broncos. Again, I like the Bucs minus six on the road against Denver. And then finally, or next to last, I like Dallas-Seattle. I love the over 56.5. Right now, Seattle has got the MVP, I believe, in Russell Wilson. But they also have an atrocious defense. They can't stop anybody. You saw what happened when they went up against the Patriots. Dallas, you just saw them. They can't stop anybody on defense either. They're rife with injuries. I believe Dallas going on the road. Dak has a big game. And Russell Wilson has a big game. The over 56 and a half. I know it's a big number. But I think each of these teams is going to go for 30 28 or more for sure. So Dallas, Seattle, I love the over 56 and a half. And then finally, I'm going to go ahead and give you a Monday night football bet because I love this number. Right now, you can get the Chiefs plus four on the road against the Ravens. I don't think the Chiefs played very well against the Chargers. They've watched that film. They've got an extra day to think about it. As good as the Baltimore Ravens have been, they're not going to have a massive home field advantage in this game. Give me Patrick Mahomes over Lamar Jackson every day and twice on Sundays and three times on Monday. 
I just believe a lot more in Patrick Mahomes than I do in uh, in Lamar Jackson going head to head in this one. So I'm going with the Chiefs plus four. So our outkick six pack of picks, and then I'm going to bring in Dub, let him analyze the picks so far as he sees them. I've got the over in Green Bay and New Orleans over 52. I've got the Raiders plus nearly a touchdown and the over 47 and a half. I've got the Bucks minus six on the road against the Broncos. Dallas and Seattle, I like the over 56 and a half. And I like the Chiefs plus four on the road against Baltimore. Last week, we went five and one. We then also won uh, Monday Night Football. So we had a six and one week last week. How do you think these picks are going to go? Well, Clay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my favorite bet of yours, and I'm going to give you my least favorite bet of yours. Yep. I'll start with the favorite. I think my favorite has got to be Kansas City plus the points heading into Baltimore. I mean, Baltimore has looked unstoppable, I will admit. But anytime I'm going to get more than a field goal with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, especially coming off— With an extra day. With an extra day. Especially coming off a bad, a bad performance. There was a dud. Yep. I like that. Yep. That's my favorite pick of yours so far. My least favorite is going to have to be Vegas at New England. I know Vegas looked awesome, but did you see the picture of Belichick that has been trending yes. lately? Yes. Oh, yeah. How many hours of sleep do you think that guy has had this week? Maybe four oh, or five I, tops uh, total? Yeah, he's not sleeping. He's not sleeping, and that means he is in the lab and he is ready to go. I mean, he's not taking this Vegas team light, especially after what we saw out of them against the Saints. And just as a general rule, I try as hard as I can never to go against the Patriots. Usually it's either play or pass with me when it comes to them. So I'm gonna. That's my lowest grade for your uh, six picks here. Uh, for me, and I also found a, a stat, and this is a, I, there's a lot of trends in gambling in the gambling world, and I'm not, I'm not a huge trend guy, but I think this one is pretty interesting. Uh, in the last four seasons, teams that start 0 and 2 against the spread entering Week Three are a combined 22 and 7 against the spread in Week Three. It makes sense though, because a lot of there's a lot of people betting, and you bet this team twice or 0-2, you're yep. like, screw them. I'm not playing these guys. This applies to a number of different teams this week. Uh, two of them are playing each other in Tennessee and Minnesota. Even though your Titans are 2-0 and straight up, they're actually 0-2 against the number. Against the number. And they're yep. playing Minnesota, who are also 0-2 against the spread. But some ones that stick out to me, Cleveland minus 7 against Washington. I think Cleveland is a little underrated right now. I think Washington, even though they're one of the worst teams, I still think they're a little overrated based off their uh, week one performance. So I like Cleveland laying the seven there. And another one, it was uh, one of your games that you had, Dallas and Seattle. I think I like Dallas plus the five and a half in Seattle. The I Seahawks, don't think that's a bad bet at all. The Seahawks offense has been incredible, but the defense, I mean, they've been in two shootouts so far, and Dallas coming off the improbable, the impossible. They're putting up points as well as anybody else in the league. So I like Seattle to win the game, but I, I like your over as well there. I think it could be a 31-34 type game either way, coin flip. So I'm going to take the plus five and a half there. I can't wait. Uh, how excited are you? We talked to the SEC commissioner, Greg Sankey, earlier in the show. How excited are you just to have college football back in the SEC as well as the NFL? I'm ecstatic as we roll into the weekend. I mean, this is going to be the first full 100% football weekend we've had. No disrespect to the college football games we've had in the last few weeks, but this is it. This is the start of college football. And just another tidbit, I think you had Kentucky in your college picks. 
That's right. I'm on Kentucky as well, even as an Auburn grad. I don't li- I do not like over a touchdown for that- the Wildcats on the road. What's your favorite college football picks? Do you have any there? Honestly, it's probably Kentucky. That's coming from an Auburn yeah. fan. Auburn does not play well at that eleven o'clock uh, kickoff under Gus Malzahn. So that that game's really got me nervous. I'm 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 nervous about Kentucky actually winning this game. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I just can't wait. And I do think. We need to give the SEC a tremendous amount of credit because we talked about this earlier in the show, and if you haven't heard it, you need to make sure you go download the podcast and listen to it. But we had Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, on, and he told us exactly what was going to happen. When college kids came back on campus in mid to late August, they were going to have a spike in overall infection rate, and then that number was going to come down substantially, and their hope in the SEC was that by the time they kicked off on September 26th, the overall pattern in the SEC states and on campus would be much declined and it would be much safer for the games to be taking place. And not only are the games taking place, but 13 of the 14 different stadiums in the SEC are planning to have crowds present. And so it would have been easy for Greg Sankey and the SEC to panic when the Big Ten shut down and when the Pac-12 shut down and when the MAC and the Mountain West and everybody else shut down. Instead, he stayed steadfast. He listened to his medical experts. He bought as much time as he possibly could. And his steadfastness allowed the Big Ten to come back, allowed the Pac-12 to come back, the MAC, the Mountain West, everybody putting together their plans to return. If he doesn't stay strong... I think there's a very good chance that all of college football is canceled. Instead, Sankey stays strong with the SEC. The Big 12, Bob Bowlesby, credit to the Big 12 for staying strong. Credit to the ACC and John Swafford for staying strong. And now all of those leagues are going to be playing on Saturday. And the other leagues look like they're going to be trying to play again in October. And the reason why that's all allowed to happen, I think, is the strength that Sankey showed in not wanting to cancel the season when the Big Ten tried to bully him into canceling the season. So the political pressure was intense, as you heard him talk about. The overall pressure in general, what it's felt like to be fighting to play a season and find a way to get out onto the field. And uh, I just, I, I can't imagine how wild it is going to be and how much of an emotional moment it is going to be for SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey as his conference takes the field. And I know there are people all over the country who are big college football fans that can't wait for that to happen. We on this program are certainly big college football fans. I appreciate all of you for spending the time that you do with us. This is Outkick, the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.